This is the Denver Gazette Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Chris Schmedeke. Today, we are talking with Vinny Benedetto and sports editor Paul Klee. We are talking all things Denver Nuggets, the trade deadline, and the new look Western Conference. Stay tuned. The NBA trade deadline has come and gone. We've got about 25, 26 games left in the season. And we're going to talk some Denver Nuggets, and we're going to talk the NBA just in general and the New Look Western Conference. We're going to run a little three-man weave. I'm going to uh, I'm going to run the point. I'm going to dish out dimes all over the place. Uh, first, I'm going to go with uh, the Denver Gazette sports editor Paul Klee. Uh, Klee, what wh- where do I look for you in the corner? Are you more mid range? Where should I where should I drop the dish off to you? I'm a dogged defender, Chris. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to guard. That's when I, I'm going to guard and I'm going to distribute the ball to Vinny so he can score. All right. And as Self, you said, selfless. <laughs> Vinny is with us as well. Vinny should, uh, can you be our spot up guy in the corner or, you know, you're, can you be our KCP? Yeah, I was never much of a shooter, but uh, more of a slasher, but I'll see what I can do in this situation. Well, with this group, we're definitely getting blown out in the NBA because none <laughs> of us can shoot. Uh, so, all right. <laughs> All right, so let's just dive right in. Uh, first thing is, of course, the Bones Highland news is the biggest news from the Nuggets. I want to get to Thomas Bryant, too, because I think that's a pickup that, you know, people are focused more on Bones, but Thomas Bryant's a pretty good player, and I think we should probably talk about that, too. But let's go with the Bones trade. Um, Vinny, if you can explain this trade a little bit, like, first of all, the logistics, who's going where, and just give us your thoughts on it. Yeah, so initially it was kind of reported as two separate deals, but as the day went on, it became one four-team trade where the Nuggets are sending Davon Reed in the second-round pick to the Lakers, Bones Highlands headed to the Clippers, and uh, in return, the Nuggets get Thomas Bryant. So originally there were there were more picks involved. It was always going to net the Nuggets sending out one second-round pick, whether it was three seconds going out and two coming back, it ended up being just one second going out, none coming back. Uh, so, so not too, not too complicated, really. But yeah, the Nuggets get their uh, backup center they've been looking for. So, uh, let's go ahead and just talk about Bones just in general. You know, there's been a lot of smoke around him. There's the leaving the bench situation that I feel like may have jump started all of this. He didn't play in four games up to the trade deadline. Paul, I got a lot of emails and texts from you saying, why, why, why are the Nuggets doing this? So I want to get your thoughts on why did the Nuggets do this? Yeah, man. I mean, this is um, this is reminiscent of Nurkic, isn't it? I mean, this is the Nuggets when they see a, a, a wrinkle in their culture that they don't like. They, they value that locker room culture, you know, almost above everything else. And you know, there was a point, I remember writing it, this is so long ago, but I found out that Yusuf Nurkic had left Pepsi Center at the time during a game. I remember he that, yep. During a game. And I found that out from my buddy who was the uh, parking attendant, no longer there, um, not because of that, but he just retired, and a really good golfer. But they, 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 they moved him. You know, they don't like things that disrupt that locker room. Um, They have a phenomenal culture that has been, you know, cultivated through the years. It helps when you have the best player who also just does not care about having any credit thrown his way. He's the most humble superstar that uh, we've ever seen. Um, 
and there was there was disruption in the force and they decided that it was enough of a disruption that they needed to move on from a very talented what is he Vinny 24 years old what's bones 23 24 22 years old in the middle of his rookie contract and he can play we saw it he's the reason they won a playoff game last year or a reason a big reason so um this you know i don't like it i don't i don't think you give up on guys that early but i do see where the nuggets are coming from because they have a history of um, shutting things down when there is a disruption with, with the force, you know, and I think that's what this is. Um, but tell you what, man, the West yesterday, I'll put it very succinctly. Yesterday was not a good day for the Nuggets. All right. And, and, and I want to include because you have to look at the entire landscape of what happened in the West. It, it, I'm not saying it wasn't a good day for the Nuggets because of what they did. Look what happened around them. Phoenix got loads better. Lakers got loads better. Clippers got better. Mavs got better. Warriors got better. So, you know, me and Vinny were talking not long ago about it's not only because the Nuggets, I think this is the, this is 1A of best Nuggets teams of our lifetime. I think 2009, I would still take those guys against this group, but it's, you can make the argument either way. Um, there, there wasn't, you know, a minefield that they had to go through. It looked pretty tame. It was not intimidating. It's intimidating all of a sudden, largely because of what happened for me, at least in Phoenix. Yeah, I want to dive into the West a little bit in a little bit. But uh, Vinny, I just want to get, you know, you and I were talking before I recorded that you saw both sides of this trade. So I, I just wanted to get kind of your analysis of it. You know, you were at the arena that night he left. Uh, that was also the night of the Michael Porter Jr. stuff, so that was a weird night in general. I th- is that the game against OKC, and then, and then they missed all the free throws? That was just a weird night in general. But just get, kind of get your analysis of the trade, you know, why you think the Nuggets did it, and are you are you on board with it? You know, and one other thing, after watching last night's game where their bench was outscored 56-10, to 10, they could have need bone, needed bones last night. Yeah, they could have used them, <laughs> that's for sure. Um yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I think they were just concerned about this being becoming a bigger distraction going forward and realized they just kind of had to cut ties and move on. Um, I think in an ideal situation, you know, as the trade was first reported, it was Davon and that's and the three seconds to the Lakers for Thomas Bryant. And I think I think if you just ended it there, that that would be like a perfect outcome for the Nuggets. You you get your backup center, you keep Bones Highland. Um, but I think the concern then would have been if he is not playing on a regular basis, does he become a bigger distraction? Does it become the locker room stuff? Does it become a bigger issue? Uh, and and they found out in those four games where they were they were preserving his trade value that I think they can do it without him. They can they can find ways to be successful. It looks a whole lot different for that second unit now. You know the their their path to success is now getting stops, running, getting buckets in transition. They're not going to have you know, I guess now Thomas Bryant might be their most effective scorer or most consistent scorer in that second unit, which is going to just look a lot different. Um, so yeah, and I think adding adding Bryant would have uh would have helped bones a little bit you've got a you a, a stretch five potential a, a pick and roll partner so if you could have you could have combined those two guys together i think there would have been a chance um for bones to maintain some value with the nuggets after the deadline but uh 
Yeah, it seems to me that they were just that their priority was kind of to to Clee's point to to maintain the locker room, keep it kind of uh I guess a, a quiet place or you know where there's not too much going on. So yeah, I see both sides of it for sure. Do do you think that everybody's opinion would change? I, I want to switch over to the buyout market because there's some names out there. Uh the one that gets me is Reggie Jackson. He's from here. Uh, I think he'd be perfect on that second unit. Do people kind of say, okay, Bones is gone, but we got Reggie. You know, if it ends up being Bones and Davon reading that pick for Reggie Jackson and Thomas Bryant, are people looking at it different? Paul, I'll go to you first. I think so, man. I really do. I think that would be a smart move. And I know that uh, Reggie Jackson um, would love to be here. He would love to be here. Um, I, through the years, uh, he's he's talked about that. So, I think that'd be important. And I would go as far to say, I think it's necessary. I think it's required. You, you need some punch on the bench. You, you need something that you're not just simply maintaining when Joker's not on the floor and, and those, you know, that powerhouse starting five is not on the floor. So I think that's a great idea. Um, and I think almost a requirement for them because of, um, you know, what's, what's interesting too, is that these teams around them, um, they added guys that are really familiar with what the Nuggets do. You know, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. They can Mason only be Plumlee. traded together. <laughs> yeah, they, they got to they gotta go together. They're a, they're a uh, what do you call a package deal. Yeah. Um, you know, Bones, you get the Clippers in the second round or something like that. Um, that's an individual who's going to be highly motivated. And can Bones beat the Nuggets by himself? Of course not, but he's got pretty good help in L.A. So, you know, maybe he, game three he goes for 24 points and hits seven threes or something crazy. So you do have some guys that are going to be – Malik Beasley is another one of those. We've seen that uh, since the move. So um, I do think that they require a little bit more punch. Or if they don't, um, it looks to me like maybe you're still putting too much on Joker's shoulders, you know. Um he the last couple of playoff series remember when he got kicked out of the suns game four um that dude was exhausted he was so tired he didn't even fight it he just walked to the locker room and was done the it looked NBA like he was relieved he was just like okay i'm yeah. done this is out of we're done let's go to the off season it's fine great way to put it uh he knew you know athletes always know they know the score and he knew they just didn't have a chance so i think it's important that they add a little punch on the bench Vinny, what do you think about Reggie Jackson? Is there somebody else? Maybe I've seen some Pat Beverly. I don't know if you put that grenade in the locker room, but you know, Reggie Jackson is still my top choice. Who do you see? Yeah, I think I think he's got to be the the clear top choice. I think Russell Westbrook's another name, but to the Patrick Beverly point, there's a seems like a volatile situation for a couple of those guys that you know if if they're not if they're not here for bones, you know, I don't know how much patience they're going to have for you know guys like Russ or Pat Bev who who can kind of demand a lot in terms of role and respect and that's just kind of <laughs> not the... there's a reason those guys are getting bought out too I think that's always something to look at like I, I don't know I haven't done the research on this but a lot of times these buyout guys don't do much now I mean Reddy Jackson's had moments and he had great moments with the Clippers in the playoffs that uh, year I, I, won. I tell you what man I I look into Patrick Beverly I'd look into it. Just for, just for some dog off the bench? Yeah, just someone that the other guys don't want to deal with, and nobody wants to deal with that guy. You know, well, you'd have to sit down and have a pretty 
pretty firm heart to heart and say, <laughs> we're the good guys now. You're um, playing 18 minutes. <laughs> yeah. This is your role and you're going to accept it and all that stuff. But um, it doesn't seem like NBA champions always have someone that gets under your skin, you know, yep. someone that, you know, whether it's Draymond or um, just kind of a pain in the, you know, what to deal with. But I, I don't, I don't know. The only thing I know about Patrick Beverly is a college coach in the big 10 once showed me his high school transcript and said, how the heck did he get into Arkansas? So, um, which is a conversation for another day, but he's carved out a whale of an NBA career, man. You know, you mentioned this is probably the best Nuggets team we've seen since 09. I, I love that 09 team. I, I still do. There were guys on that team that people hated. Kenyon Martin, um, was that Dante Jones was on that team who harassed Kobe and apparently tripped him on purpose or whatever it was during that series. So they had those guys. And, and I don't know. They don't really – I mean, the NBA is different now. You know, that was 14 years ago or whatever it was. But they don't have that kind of guy, and I don't know. Thomas Bryant seems pretty physical, but he's not going to play very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? he's a good player. He's better than I thought he was going to be. He yeah. wasn't that good at Indiana, but he's been productive. And it, it'll be interesting because the all these moves, man, they're not I – don't, I don't think volatile is the right word, but they don't fit perfectly you know the only one that does would seem to be the Suns but who knows how it's going to work with Kyrie Irving in Dallas um the Clippers always seem to have something going on and the Lakers are just uh they're like they're like the view of the NBA you know they're always they're always some type of drama going on there so I don't know how these things are going to go but you know what you're going to get with the Nuggets this is a very um well-oiled deal that you don't have a lot of you know, dramatic things going on. And when they do, like we just saw, they shut it down. The Lakers or the view may have to be a social media pullout. Anyway, um, Vinny, you, uh, you re-ranked re the West in today's trade analysis. I, I mean, we just got to talk about the Western Conference as a whole. You got the Suns at one, which when you add Kevin Durant, you're, yeah, there's that. Nuggets at two, uh, Warriors at three, which I found interesting because of the Steph Curry injury. And then you went Clippers and Grizz all the way down at five. So uh, tell me a little bit about how you ranked those teams and how you saw that. Yeah, and, and going into the deadline, or prior to the deadline, about a week before, I, I think I had the Grizzlies at, atop the Western Conference. Yeah, you I had was, them at the Nuggets, yep. Because um, I was I was thinking they were going to be the team that made the, the splash move. You know, they've got a lot of draft capital, a lot of young guys on their rookie contract. So I thought they would have been able to to kind of – aid Toronto's rebuild uh for like an OG Ananobi but then when Toronto all of a sudden became buyers and kept all their guys I think it just kind of threw the market into into flux and, and then it's Phoenix who makes or then it's Kyrie who demands the trade that then allows Phoenix to go get Durant and like uh Brooklyn didn't negotiate with anyone else they were like Durant you want to be in Phoenix all right we'll make the call we'll get what we can and we move on so yeah, that that uh Brooklyn breakdown really just provided the West with an influx of, of of superstars now with Kyrie and Dallas and and Durant and Phoenix. So it really changed, I think, kind of the whole the whole math in the Western Conference. Where yeah, the way I see it now, the Suns have more talent than anybody in the West. They've got a core who's who's made a run to the finals. So I think I think they're the team to beat right now. You know, kind of to Klee's earlier point. 
I think fans around Denver were a little caught off guard because it was like the expectation was that maybe another team makes a trade to get on Denver's level. But but the fact that somebody went out and made a move that that elevated them argu- arguably past the Nuggets, I think was kind of a shock for a lot of people and maybe why some of the reaction was uh, maybe a bit more on the negative side yesterday. Um, but yeah, I'm still sticking with the uh, Nuggets as a top two team in the West, uh, just behind Phoenix now. So, so Clay, I want to ask you about that because, you know, how important is it for Denver to have home court now? Because as I think it's really important because no one is going to want to come here and have to win a must-win game. I feel like, I mean, you, you can see that even on the normal schedule now. Teams don't want to come here and play, and they're 26-4 and four at home. So I feel like Phoenix is eight and a half games behind them in the standings. That's a lot to make up in 26 games. So, you know, if the Nuggets hold on to that top seed, I guess it just really depends on everything falls below them. Right, right. That's a good point because um, I don't think Phoenix can catch them. I I think the Nuggets are in great shape as far as seeding goes. No one knows when Durant's going to play. Exactly. (laughs) That's another point. So that's too many games. These guys don't go on extended losing streaks. Um, But you did see a couple years ago what the Phoenix crowd is like. And – Going there to win, you know, that's a franchise just like the Nuggets is looking for its first title. Phoenix doesn't want an NBA title. So they're probably viewing this um, as the golden opportunity now. I mean, that, those top four that they got down there is something else. That, that's just uh, – they're not going to be scared of the Nuggets. Um, I go Suns one, okay? And I still – I say that with the knowledge that I do think the Nuggets will have the top seed. But I think that's the – I think that now is the team to beat. Um, two Nuggets. I'd even go 1A Nuggets. Uh, Grizzlies three. Still love them. Still love Brandon Clark. A great zag. <laughs> Number four. Who is my four? I got to pull this up. I wrote it down. Clippers? Four Warriors. Warriors. I go okay. four Warriors. Yep. And then – are the Clippers done? Is Russell Westbrook a possibility, Benny? Yeah, I think he's probably the favorite there because Chris and I were just talking before this. As it stands right now, Bones is their starting point guard. Like he's their best point guard on the roster right now. They they sent out Reggie Jackson, so you know maybe that becomes a, a situation where Clippers get Russ, Nuggets get Reggie Jackson. I think that's a very likely outcome. Um, yeah, that would, uh, that'd be, Russ would, would be, Russ would be something with the Clippers. I would say Clippers five, if that were to happen. And I'm hoping that happens. Cause that would, that'd be very NBA, you know? Um, so yeah, maybe we should do this in college where at the midway point, you can just go pick up guys, you know, just have, um, Mid-season like transfer trade, portal? <laughs> trade deadline with the group of five and the power five. And, you know, Tad can go out and get a, seven footer from somewhere, you know, Creighton, Vinny's Blue Jays can lend a Tad Boyle a seven footer for the rest of the season. That's <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh yeah. That would, that would be good. Real nice and interesting. We all need, I mean, people complain about the transfer portal now <laughs> mid season, be even better. Oh my goodness. Prime be out there recruiting guys for Boyle. Um, oh, prime. Yeah. <laughs> he's the star of Super Bowl week already. Anyway. So, you know, the West playoffs are going to be a bloodbath now, I really think. And it's really going to depend on seeding because if Phoenix, you know, Phoenix is the five, which I don't think they're going to end up as the five. I think they'll probably get in the top three. But if they have to go on the road for every series, that could change things. 
I still don't want the I still if I'm the Nuggets, I still don't want to play the Warriors in the first round. If they're healthy and now with Gary Payton, the second back, um, I, I I I still wouldn't want to play them. You know, Minnesota got better. They got Mike Conley. So everybody in the West got better. And do you think the Nuggets got that much better with Thomas Bryant, Vinny? Uh I guess the short answer is no. I don't think they got that much better. I think they got better, but I think as I wrote for today, marginally better. You know, a lot of these other teams in the West took a big step forward. Yeah. Nuggets, I think, took a small step forward. Um, and it's going to be interesting how they kind of rebuild this second unit because if it, there is a buyout market point guard, my thinking is then Thomas Bright's a good player. He's not a uh, – he doesn't come with, you know, a, a sturdy defensive reputation – uh, and if if the buyout market point guard is also not an above average defender, where does the direction of that second unit go now? Because they they had kind of settled on this this defensive unit with Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, you know Zeke Nashi. That's a that's a switchable core there for that second unit. But now if you're going say Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson, does it become a more you know offensive focused second unit, which would be a a, a shift back toward kind of what they were when they had Bones? So I'm very very curious how the the second unit kind of shakes out, what that looks like going forward. But yeah, yeah, the Western Conference playoffs are going to be a a bloodbath. If I'm a Nuggets fan, I'm rooting for the the Suns to get to two and the Warriors to get to three, and, and hope, then you don't have to worry about one of those teams till the conference finals. Let they... them beat each other up in the second round. Yep. 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 So, Paul, you you love to talk about Coach Malone. You and I have talked about him before. Mm-hmm. Um, who are his top eight or nine guys going into the playoffs? Now, this is dependent on if they do sign a point guard. But you play eight, nine guys in the playoffs. They're not going to go 10, 11 deep in the playoffs. Joker and Murray are playing 40 minutes a game. But, you know, who will he trust? Because it seems like who he trusts flips from week to week at times. Yeah, and, and here's a big change from, you know, in, relative to 2009. You go into every game knowing you have the best player. And that while, you know, Mello had nights, he had months actually where he was the best player in the league, March and April of that year. Um, You know, there's only been two times in in our lifetime that you can say the Nuggets are the best team in the NBA. It was 2009 and it's stretches of this starting five, you know. So I think that's a comfort that – Joker's better than Kevin Durant. He's, in my mind, better than LeBron. He's better than all these guys. So you go into the game knowing that not only do you have the best player, but you have the best supporting cast that you've had. So there isn't a series except for the Suns that you go in and say the Nuggets are the underdog. I love what what Vinny just said there. If you get the Warriors and the Suns got to match up beforehand, you only have to deal with one of them. You feel really good about you know, all your series until you have to play one of those two teams and you still probably feel pretty good because those, this group has played together now a lot, so much, and they play so well together that the the seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th guys, they matter kind of sort of, but really it's about the top five and top six. That's what these things come down to. You saw with the Warriors last year, their five were better than the other team's five and that's why they won it. So, Vinny, I'm going to ask you this: Are the Nuggets over, like, overly counting on continuity and health? Because we don't know if these guys are going to stay healthy. Now, I'd, they seem to think that this Jamal knee thing is not a big deal. He's just overcompensating on his other leg. 
But he hasn't played in a couple games. There's always the Michael Porter Jr. issue. You never know. And there's also the stuff in his personal life that's going on as well. So are they banking on that too much? I, I love their continuity because everybody else in the West is adding a new starter and they're not. So I love that. But, you know, are they almost banking on that too much? Yeah, they might be. I, I don't know kind of what other option they have, just given the salary situation they're in. They're they're committed mm-hmm. long term to Nicola, Jamal, Mike, and to a lesser degree, Aaron. And KCP, right? Isn't he? Didn't he they, sign they, an yeah, extension? They, yeah. They signed KCP. So yeah, yeah. Their starting five is locked down for, you know, probably at least the next two or three seasons after this one. Um, and they don't want to trade any of those guys. So you're you're kind of locked into that five. Um, so yeah, yeah. To Clee's point where it's like, it's about five or six guys. I think you look at Denver, it's, it's about that starting five, keeping them on the court for as, as long as you can. And then, yeah, if you've got a seven, eight man rotation, then you're looking at Bruce Brown kind of being that utility sixth man. Um, so yeah, they might be leaning on it too much, the, the continuity and banking on health, but just the way their, their financial situation looks, I don't know how much how much flexibility they have in terms of, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you'd want to add a starter. Uh, so that, that was kind of, you know, prior to the deadline, my thinking in terms of it was going to be a move on the margins. So, yeah, I, th- I think they're kind of, they're, they're committed to those top five for the foreseeable future. Obviously Bruce Brown's situation is going to be something really interesting to follow in the off season. Um, but yeah, those, uh those six, I think starting five plus Bruce Brown are going to be their guys that are really going to ride into the postseason. Well, you know, health with Phoenix is an important thing too, because Chris Paul gets hurt every playoffs. Durant seems to be hurt every year. Now when, you know, we don't, like I said earlier, we don't know when he's coming back. So, I mean, I guess health in the NBA is a, always a hot topic. Um, do you guys like Bruce Brown playing point guard? Cause I, I sometimes like it and sometimes hate it. I do. I do. He's such a smart player. Um, I don't know how you'd upgrade that necessarily. I will say if the Clippers do get Westbrook, um, I jump them way up. I might jump them to two. That's a good roster, man. And it sounds like that's something that could happen. I, I just keep going back to Thursday was like such a nuggets day. It really was. I mean, it, it, it threw almost through no faults of their own in a lot of ways. Everybody got better around them where it looked like I'm looking at it on Wednesday going, dang, they got a real shot here. This is the best shot they've had that I can remember. And I still think they have a great shot, but it got a whole lot tougher. I think it's, 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 you know what, Chris, it's go time for Michael Malone. He's, this has got to be it. This is a great opportunity for him. I remember something that Vinny wrote a few weeks ago where Malone said, I want the best for Bones Highland. Didn't like that. He's, he, I need the coach to say, I want what's best for the Nuggets. And, you know, the Nuggets are a very nice franchise. They, they, they do things. They trade a guy and they take him out for Buffalo Wings. They, they're very friendly. They're great to their guys. They've cultivated this family atmosphere. Um, this is go time. This is when they've got to make a move. And not move in terms of a trade, but they gotta, this has got to be the season where we're watching the Nuggets in the finals. Vinny, any response to that? Uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, these last couple seasons, I, I certainly understand that sentiment where it's been like, they've just kind of been 
kicking the can down the road through through I think no fault of their own in terms of you can't you can't control the injury stuff but when you you have that bubble run and then you make the Aaron Gordon trade and it's two weeks of hey are, are the Nuggets you know a, a championship contender are they a favorite and then the rug gets pulled out from you underneath you for for eighteen months and then right. then you have another season you know that that two week stretch after they traded for Aaron Gordon that's been like the last two or three months of this season where it's like are these guys the best team, not just in the West, but in the NBA? So, yeah, I think I think it's kind of just come to that point where it's moral victories are in the past. It's time to, you know, if they're not in the Western Conference Finals, I think there's going to be a problem. I guess I'll put it that way. I think that that is now the expectation where, like, it doesn't matter what everybody else in the West did. Like, we've been – we've maintained this core. We've been building up for for this season really and, and they'll have more opportunities in the future but if if you don't make a, a big step forward this season i think i think that'd be a little alarming if they have home court and don't make the western conference finals i think there's got to be some talk about malone in the playoffs don't you think yep. no question no question and it, the thing is is joker's unbelievable in the postseason too we're, we're not this isn't like a, a regular season thing where Joker, you know, fades in the playoffs. He's still the best player in the game. And we've seen Murray in the playoffs too. Yeah. And we know that that guy can come up big. So one last thing and then we'll be done. This was something I wanted to talk about before everything got crazy Wednesday, or I guess starting Sunday when Kyrie was traded. Calvin Booth, you know, I, I tweeted this. I've talked to you about this, Paul, like, and now maybe opinion has changed, but should he be in the running for executive of the year? If they finished with a number one seed, he made the KCP trade, he signed Bruce Brown, he drafted Christian Brown. Now, you know, they made the fringe move at the deadline. Do you think that's a real expectation of him? Because I think it is. It's a great call. His puzzle put togetherness, I think that's a word, is uh, <laughs> exceptional. He, he found guys that, fit so well I mean KCP it's a surprise when he misses a shot and I think he leads the league in three-point shooting doesn't he yeah and he didn't get invited to the three-point shot in the contest at the all-star game uh, at least not yet I don't know but uh I'm I'm uh yeah I'm ecstatic with I think the Nuggets have to be ecstatic with how, what Colin has done um finding the right type of guys um, other than Bones, there's there's very little drama. I'm interested to see how it's so sad what's going on with the Porter family. And um, it's it's tragic. And um, hopefully, I don't know what you hope for in a situation like that. It's such a sad thing. But um, it hasn't impacted MPJ's basketball yet, and you hope it doesn't. But obviously, that's larger than basketball. Vinny, what about you? What do you think about Kevin Booth's candidacy for that? Yeah, it's really he's got a really strong case. I can't believe we didn't get a uh, Andrew Nemhard shout there from Paul. I thought we were going to get a <laughs> if I remember correctly, he was available at thirty, and he's somebody who uh, who would help this team. But but that that is that is holding Calvin probably to an impossible standard of of perfection. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he no, should no. be here, Vinny. He should be here. They passed on him. They should. Andrew <laughs> Nemhart would be the perfect backup point guard right now. <laughs> Just had to plant that seed. Uh, no, Cal's been great, and it's been a, a certainly 
a kind of a shift in the franchise's um ASMO. Uh kind of to, to Paul's point about Bones, like that's a Tim Connolly guy. Tim drafted him, Tim loved him. He, he fit Paul uh he fit Tim's kind of what what Tim has always seems to be looking for in a hooper. Um and Cal Cal I think brings a level, I think ruthlessness might be overstating it a bit, but he's you know, he's um certainly business minded you know he's, he's not letting emotions kind of overrule um his decision making process i think he, he kind of looks at it from a very operational perspective and yeah it's been it's been great so far he's gonna have i think another uh challenging offseason ahead of him but but let's uh let's enjoy this this regular season and postseason before we we get too much into what he has to do next year he, he definitely put his stamp on this team in under a year I feel like, mm-hmm. I mean, Conley probably doesn't make that KCP trade because he loved Monte Morris and Will Barton. I don't think that happens. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I don't know about Bruce Brown, but you know, I, I just really think this definitely is Calvin Booth's team. And, you know, to Paul's point about Malone, this is a Malone team too, because those guys, you know, I always joke with Vinny that Bruce Brown is Michael Malone's favorite guy. He's like George Carl and Andre Miller. It's the same thing. He always wants Bruce Brown out there. Um, yeah. So, real quick, before we go, one last thing I want to ask you guys, prediction-wise, do the Nuggets hold on the top seed and have home court to the Western Conference playoffs? 25 games to go. I'm going with, yeah, they've got a they've got a solid lead. Memphis has really struggled without Steven Adams. Don't know when he's going to be back. They didn't make, you know, they didn't make the huge move. So, I think, and then Sacramento in third, I think, I think things are breaking really favorably for the Nuggets to be the one seed. I, I do. I think they're going to hold on to the one seed. Um, they're so consistent. You know, they don't they don't have really bad weeks, which is what it would require. Um, I do think they hold on to the one, and then I think it gets real interesting depending on the matchups. Uh, the team we didn't talk about much is Dallas. Yeah, That is interesting stuff because I think the, the consensus has been, oh, it's not going to work because you have two high-usage guys. But – goodness those are two really good high usage guys they're going to be they could potentially be a real problem for some teams because those two guys are so good um so but i do think the nuggets hold on to the top seed and i do think we're going to see them in the western conference finals i will you know we didn't talk about sacramento either because they didn't really do anything either but the nuggets had had trouble with them in sacramento and they've got you know paul's boy Sabonis out there, so they've they've got that too. I also think that now the Nuggets are a little bit better equipped to guard Dallas. And Vinny, and you and I talked about this even before Kyrie. Like, you can throw KCP and Bruce Brown at Kyrie, and you can have, you know, Aaron Gordon's going to be worn out, but he can chase Luka around. Yeah, Aaron Gordon is like – I mean, if you had to to create a player to guard Luka Doncic, I think Aaron Gordon is – pretty close to the ideal <laughs> yeah yeah but by, by the way Vinny do you have any idea will they start announcing injury replacements for the all-star game here soon that just happened while we we're on the on the podcast so uh no more nuggets it appears are headed to Salt Lake City they went uh Anthony Edwards De'Aaron Fox and Pascal Siakam are the three so uh that- a little more motivation, I'm sure. I'm sure we're not going to hear Michael Malone mention anything about no, uh, no, or <laughs> lack of respect. Uh, 
<laughs> so there's two there's two kings and two grizzlies on the team, but only one nugget, right? Correct. Wow. Oh yeah, no way Malone talks about that. All right. Well, we'll we'll end on that. Guys, thanks for coming on. I think it's gonna be a really exciting stretch run. We'll definitely catch up again. Love talking hoops with both of you. And uh we'll catch up again when we get closer to the playoffs. Thanks a lot, guys. And Vinny is going to the all-star game, he guys. Is. I'm very very jealous of this. So keep keep uh stand by for Vinny's coverage from Salt Lake. Yeah, it's a little sad that Gordon won't be there now, but We'll uh maybe maybe Bones will talk to you at the uh, Rising Stars game. I'm sure he'll have something to say. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk again later. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Denver Gazette podcast. Make sure to visit denvergazette.com for all your local news on Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, and much much more. We'll talk to you next time.